Blog Talk Radio. Embrace Today is brought to you by Whole House Ministries. Host Apri Curry will inspire listeners to embrace their today with hope and expectation with a focus of bringing about freedom, healing, and restoration through the Word of God. John 16.33 says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. morning and welcome to Embrace Today. I am your host, Epri Curry, and I have a co-host with me this morning. Montreal Curry. <laughs> and this morning, uh, Montreal and I, we are going to continue on the topic of relationships and marriage. And this morning's topic is called Call It Out. Uh, last week, we began talking about um, what opened our eyes for us to even realize and recognize that our relationship and our marriage was not a a real relationship in marriage, meaning that we were together, but we weren't becoming one. We weren't um, married with a purpose. We weren't moving forward with a purpose. And the thing that opened our eyes to that is when we lost our twin girls back in 2007. And when something like that hits, you begin to look at life from a different perspective. And so when that happened in 2007, um, it caused us to begin to look at ourselves. It it caused us to begin to look at our uh, relationship and our marriage. It didn't happen suddenly. And we lost the twins, like I said, last year. I'm sorry, last week in 2007. And it wasn't until a year later on the anniversary of Anaya's death that Um, I even realized that there was something wrong with me, that I had bottled up all of my feelings, all of my emotions. I had pressed it down because I wanted life to go back to normal as I saw it. And so moving into today, um, after the breakdown, I wanted answers. I wanted to know, you know, why was this going on? What happened? You know, what, what am I here for? Why does it seem like my life is on a continual, a downward spiral? Um, the answers that I was looking for, Montrell was not able to give me. Prior to, I was always going to him, wanting him to fill a void. I thought that being with him was going to be the thing that made me happy. But what I was looking for at this point in my life, he was not able to give me. And like I stated, when we first started uh, talking about this subject of relationships and marriage back in September, Montrell and I uh, began to... Um, be involved with each other in 1995. And so leading up to this point here when we are really recognizing and and realizing that we have an issue, it's 2008. So it was 13 years that we had full of drama and full of just all of that excess off and on. And everything that you can think of, Montrell and I have been through, and it was 13 years of that drama. That is such a long time for uh, two people to be in a relationship and just have that continual drama. All of the issues that I talked about or that we talked about that we had 
um, when we spurt from that from then until 2008 was all because we didn't have a focus, we didn't have a foundation. And so it's, it's 13 years, and I keep saying 13 years because that's such a long time to continue to live a life of drama, that's 13 years of our life that we wasted. It's 13 years of our lives that we couldn't get back. And so when you recognize that there is an issue in your relationship, and it was 13 years that we were involved, and two of those years we were married. And so just because we had gotten married didn't mean that our issues were going to change. It didn't mean that everything was going to go away. Um, There was still something that we had missing after the breakdown. And so when I talk about calling it out, it wasn't enough for us to recognize that there was an issue. That's what happened when we lost the twins. But when you recognize that there's an issue, you have to call it out. Sometimes we have issues in our relationships and in our marriage that we know there's an issue, but we don't want to admit that there's an issue. And so it's not until we admit that we have an issue that we can even begin to try to correct the issues that we have. And so, Montreal, what are your thoughts on this topic of calling it out? Um, One of my thoughts is you're absolutely right in regards to having to find out exactly what it is that is causing you to have that void. Because a lot of times what we do is we try to, um, like you said, go to others and try to figure out what it is that you're missing when that's not the case now Now that we know that. But back then it was it was like one of those things where we just constantly was trying to fill the void ourselves, just doing the same thing and getting the same results, which caused us to be... Um, in some of the situations that we were in back then. Right. And it seemed that even after after we had the, the loss of the twins and we tried to go back to life as it was prior to the loss of the twins, it still seemed like there was something off about it, but we really didn't know. And for me, it was like you, I wasn't, able to know, and I wasn't able to recognize it because I never knew, number one, myself. I never knew me, really. I never knew myself until 2008. I began to know myself. And how that occurred was uh, once this the breakdown happened, uh, we began to go and find a church. We wanted to find a church home because we didn't have a church home, and we wanted to find a church because at that time, you know, when, when you when you have an issue or something like that, it was go to church for us. And so when but it was different this time. It wasn't that we were just going to church to go to church because anybody can go to church. People can sit in church for years and still not have Jesus as their foundation. It was more than just going to church and sitting in church. It was I need to figure out why I'm here. I need to build a relationship with God on my own. I need to know who God is. It's fine what my mom and them taught me, and it was fine what his grandmother and them taught him, but we needed to find God for ourselves, and it wasn't for our marriage at that time. What I was searching for was for me. I needed to know who I was. I needed to know why I was on earth. I needed to know why it felt like my life was continually going in this repetitive downward spiral, and I just really didn't think that that was it in life. And I wanted to know 
what it was that I was here for. Why did I go through this thing with the twins? You know, why does it seem as if Montrell and I keep going through this, this, all these negative patterns year after year after year after year? And so it wasn't seeking church. It was seeking God. And it was, it wasn't until we got to that point of trying to uh, build a relationship with God that we knew the issue that was in our lives. It wasn't until I recognized who I was, and I really recognized that I was here on this earth for a purpose, and it wasn't just to fill Montreal's void or to fight with Montreal, or it wasn't for that. Like, God had a plan for me. And so when I was able to recognize that and realize who I was, then was I able to begin the process of allowing God to, after he showed me who I was and and showed me how to be a woman, then he was able to begin to show me how to be a wife and how to be a mother. And it all started from that, building that relationship with God and wanting to know who I was as a person. And so, Montreal, if you can talk about your your experience with um, After the Twins and the Breakdown and uh, and our process – searching for a church, and even the process of, if you want to talk about that a little, you talked about it before, um, your process of seeking God for yourself. Well, some some know that initially when we were seeking seeking out a church home, Pri was really into it. She was into it wholeheartedly, and I was just kind of going through the motions. And to tell you the truth, the only reason why I was going was because I knew that she wanted me to. I didn't go because I wanted to. If it was my choice, we would have still been doing the same thing that we were doing before all of the stuff transpired with the twins. So initially, um, when we started going to church and started seeking church, I was there physically, but I wasn't there spiritually. I wasn't there mentally. I wasn't really gaining the the things that I should have been gaining just by being in in that presence. But that just goes to show that it's just it's a lot more to going to church than just actually physically going to a building. You have to have a relationship. And back then, I didn't have that initially. It wasn't until I realized that Pre was really starting to to grow and to mature and to come out of some of the things that we had did in our past is when I realized, okay, I need to start making a change. I need to start gaining some insight like she's gaining. And initially it was it was one of those things where I was um I was almost intimidated by the the growth that she had because I'm like, okay, I'm watching her change before my eyes and I'm still doing well trying to do some of the same things that we had been done doing in years past. And a lot of times you will get in the habit of trying to stick with what you know when you're trying to make a change because it's almost easier for you to do what do what you know rather than actually making the change. But as long as you stay the course and you continue to move forward in a way that you know it's gonna be better for your relationship with God, it's gonna be better for your relationship with your spouse, be better with your relationship with your family and your children and stuff like that and it's well worth making that change. And that's interesting, too, because as Montreal was talking, he was saying that he really didn't want to do it and I wanted to do it. It it also is an eye-opener 
to some of us that we can't change our spouse. As much as we may want to, we can't change them. We can't force them to do anything. It has to be something that they do. And so we had to focus on ourselves. And it's interesting because during the time, I didn't even realize that um, Montreal really wasn't into it because I was more focused on me. Like I was so lost in trying to figure this thing out on why I was here, you know, what what happened. And so it wasn't he t- actually was the one that told me that he wasn't really into it. I didn't even realize that he wasn't into it. And so when we are seeking God and when we are allowing God to come into our hearts and to change us just just for ourselves, then we have to allow God to change our spouse. We cannot try to change them. There's nothing that we can do to get them to do what we want to do. We can try to manipulate them, but still, that's just the same as not even doing the right thing at all because it has to be pure and it has to be genuine. And I was like the queen of manipulation. Like I could manipulate something so good. To me, it was regular. It was normal. But that that's also abnormal. That that goes with everything else wrong that we were doing. And so we you can't manipulate your spouse or manipulate the person that you're in a relationship with trying to get them to do what you want them to do. Because, again, I'm not God. Montreal's not God. So we can't control each other. We can ask them to do something, but we don't. We, if we have to manipulate them to do something or try to get them to do something, then we shouldn't even be doing it at all. And so we had to seek God for ourselves. And one of the main issues with relationships and with marriages that Montreux and I had was we thought that everything that we were doing prior to the loss of the twins was normal. We thought it was normal. Even when I got out of the hospital with the twins, I stayed in the book that I wanted to go back to life uh, as normal, as we thought it was normal. And because everybody's, everybody's relationship looked like ours, or not everybody's, but a lot of people's relationship looked like ours. And so we thought that what we were doing were nor- was normal. We thought... Everybody um, everybody fights, everybody cheats, everybody goes out and party, everybody does this, everybody does that. And so we thought that what we were doing was normal because the majority did it or the majority that we were around did it. And so part of the issue with relationships is there's no foundation, there's no insight, there's no uh, realization that the relationship is going in a wrong direction or that the relationship is not normal because we are surrounded by people that's doing the things that we're doing, and it's not until our eyes are open and to, to reality and to who we really are as a person, and then we're able to see our relationship and our marriage as God sees it and how God wants us to fulfill it. But it's not until... We get that foundation, and it's not until we recognize and call out the issues that we have in our relationships. Oftentimes, a a marriage can be so great. A marriage can be great if Jesus is the foundation. Now, when I say great, I'm not saying that there won't be any issues because we'll all have issues. There There will always be an issue in a marriage. Not saying that it will be some of the stuff that we went through, but there will always be issues, but you'll go through your issues, allowing God to take you through that process, allowing God to heal you when there's hurt, allowing God to help you and show you how to be the wife or to be the husband that he has called for you to be. 
And so you have to make sure that you have a foundation in your marriage. You're not just getting with somebody just to get with somebody. You're not just um, getting with somebody to have sex or getting with somebody because you're lonely or getting with somebody because you're getting up there in age. You have to make sure that God is placing you with that person and that he is the foundation. Proverbs 3, 6 says, in all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your path straight. And so we have to submit to God in our relationships and in our marriage. We have to submit to God in our personal life because if we don't, then we are going to try to do things our way. It says when we submit to him, then he'll make our path straight. And so when we try to do it, it'll be rocky, it'll be crooked. We'll continue to go in the same repetitive cycle because we're trying to man our own relationship or man our own marriage and man our own life. But we have to make sure that we are surrendering our life and our relationship and marriage to God because if we don't, we will continue to mess up and we'll continue to have these different things that we can't figure out why we keep going through. We'll continue to go through those processes because we're not allowing God to be that foundation. And it's not easy. Next week we're going to talk um, more about how do you begin that process, but it's not easy to go from, like I said before, we had 13 years of drama. We had 13 years of domestic violence. We had 13 years of uh, fighting. We had 13 years of just of just craziness. And then after 13 years, we recognized that we have an issue. And so if you can only imagine that, Imagine having to learn that everything that you thought was normal was is not normal. And so we had 13 years of drama, 13 years of stuff that was that just defined us. And we didn't just define ourselves by it. it was other people defined us by it because that's who we were. And so, Montreal, if you could just think about, or, and from your perspective, the surrender process, well, we we recognize the issue. We began a relationship with God. If you can just talk about um, the surrendering to God from your perspective. It was hard initially. Sometimes it still is hard because us as human beings, especially us as men, sometimes we want to have the answers to everything. And that's not always the case. But it 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 caused us to be able to, during those times when we don't have the answers for us to seek God's guidance and be able to understand exactly what it is that he wants us to do. Now, initially when, um, like I said, initially when we started seeking seeking a church home and, and all of that good stuff, I didn't know nothing about surrendering because I was either surrendering to my own fleshly desires, my own wants and, and all of that, or surrendering to the stuff that you wanted back then that I was, I, I had no, no meaning of surrendering to God. So it was real hard because, I mean, like you said, if you've been doing something for so long, it's, it's kind of hard to break that habit. But anything that is worth having is worth fighting for. So, as you can see, we kind of pushed, well, I pushed through, and I was able to surrender, and I was able to begin to start gaining that relationship that I was supposed to have as regards to being a, a man of God, being a husband, being a father, being a son, being a brother, and just just give my whole, my whole heart to him and be able to understand that 
yes, despite me surrendering, I have somebody that's going to be there for me when I do slip and mess up because we will fall and we will will mess up. But the key is to get up and learn from your mistakes and move forward in a way that will have you not making those same mistakes over and over again. Right. And I I like that the surrendering part is really, really um, important when you talk about calling it out because even – um, even in our relationship now, when there's an issue that comes up, a lot of people think that once you're married and you're, it seems that you're doing very well, and some people are doing very well, but that you don't have any issues, nothing ever comes up. And then if something comes up, they'll say, oh, well, I thought they were such and such and such. But no, you, you'll have issues in your relationship and in your marriage because we're human. And it's not until when you have those issues, even in your marriage, you have to call out the root cause of the issue. You know, once you call out that root cause, then you guys will be able to go through the process of figuring out how did this occur and what can we do to stop that from happening again. And so even in your marriage, when you're in a relationship and married now, there's issues that causes things. Things just don't up and happen. You know, that rather, and, and we can't want to blame the other one. We can't want to point fingers because when you're in a relationship and a marriage, you're coming together as one. You're becoming one. So it's not his issue or my issue. It's our issue, and we need to figure this out together. The only way that we'll be able to figure it out and keep it, keep it going the way that it needs to go is if we allow God in it because we can't become one without the Holy Spirit leading us in that direction. And so don't think that you won't have any issues in a relationship or in a marriage just because you're married. And even if you already have a relationship with God, that doesn't mean that you're a perfect person. That means that you're moving towards perfection and that you are allowing God to take control of your relationship. And so when it says in all your ways submit to him and he will and he will make your path straight, in everything that you do, try to seek God in that. Don't um, do what we did and and just try to do things your way. There's still times, even today, where there's some things that we try to figure out and do on our own, but it always ends up with the same result. It always ends up in failure because we try to go around God or under or over God instead of going to him first and allowing him to show us what we need to do, allowing him to give us the answer. And sometimes we try to do it because we know that we shouldn't do it. But we have to make sure that we are really seeking him and doing what he wants us to do in every aspect. It's a process for for us to become one. It's a process for us to learn how to be a wife and learn how to be a husband and learn how to become one. All of it is a process, but if you stand strong and hold on to what God is doing in your life, in your marriage, you continue to persevere and press forward. And and once you get through your once you get through your process, and when you're going through your process, encourage another another couple that's married or that wants to get married. Don't hold it all in. Testify to other people what God has done and is doing in in your life, because that it helps people so much when you tell your story. Oftentimes, people think that they are the only ones, that they're the only ones that's going through anything, or they're the only ones that have issues. But when you get with people and and they know that they're not the only ones that have issues, y'all may have different issues, but we all still have issues. When you help them, it will help people to to be 
to come closer to being whole and to being the people that they are supposed to be. A lot of people do not recognize that they are here for a purpose. And so tell your story, you know, uh, encourage somebody else, mentor somebody else, get in the habit of being ready to testify, be open, you know, to share your to share what God has done in your relationship, to share what God has done in your life. Don't be afraid to share your struggles. Because a lot of people are struggling and your testimony may be that very thing that helps them up out of a pit that they are in because they feel like they are the only one. And so uh, just be encouraged. Don't don't um, think that you're the only one. Whatever the issue may be, as Montrell and I had an issue, call it out. You know, it is what it is. If you whatever your whatever your struggle is, say what your struggle is, and then move forward. Get with God. Allow Him to move you forward. If you are in a relationship with someone, if you are married to someone, you know, be open with your spouse. You know, be open with the person that you're in relationship with. Now, when I say in relationship with, I'm meaning that you guys are moving together, that you guys are planning to get married. Um, You guys have God in your relationship because sometimes we're in a relationship with people that we want to be in relationship with, and that's the cause of the issues. If you're in a relationship with somebody that you're not supposed to be in a relationship with, then sometimes we have to end that relationship as well. But you will know that by your relationship with God, and as you continue to communicate with him, then he will be able to show you if you're in the right relationship or if you're in the wrong relationship. And so... Surrender your life. It starts with surrendering your life. Again, you can't surrender your spouse's life. All you can do is surrender your life. And you know, just to just to um, hit back on what you said about calling it out, the, the truth will set you free. So the enemy will have us to believe that when we're going through different situations. He doesn't necessarily want us to see what the truth is, so he'll try to disguise it with different things. But if you get to the root cause and you understand what the real reason is why you're going through what you're going through, then that will set you free because you'll be able to know what it's going to take to be able to fix whatever it is that you're going through. So just remember that the truth will set you free. One of the things is embarrassment and shame and just not knowing exactly how someone is going to take um, whatever whatever situation you might be going through, um, so you might not you might feel embarrassed to even want to bring it up or even say something to somebody about what you're going through. But you just have to be transparent and be willing to know that it's going to take. Um, it may take some embarrassment, but after you're able to get it out and get seek seek guidance to get you past it, then you'll be able to move forward in a way that's going to be fulfilling to fulfilling your purpose. Yeah, and with Montreal saying that, um, one thing that I wanted to add was don't automatically assume, don't try to fix things the way that the world will fix things. Don't try to do it that way because God's ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts. So the world may... Uh, tell you to do one thing, and the example that I like to use is infidelity. Um, Yes, that is the ultimate, like the worst of worst that you could do in a marriage is to cheat on your spouse, and the world will say, leave, just go, you know, but if you are, and the Bible does actually say that you can divorce your spouse for that, but the Bible also tells us that we should forgive, and so when you are dealing with uh, uh, two people that are trying to become one through the Holy Spirit, 
That's a union. If God is trying to bring you two together, you most definitely better bet that the enemy will try to divide you, and that's one of the things that he uses. And so when you are dealing even with infidelity, don't just look at the world's view or get all your friends' views and they tell you to get up and leave your spouse. No, you get with God and allow God to take you through that process because you never know what can come out of that situation. So don't look to the world for advice or solutions to any issue that you may have, and not just with infidelity, but with anything. Do not look to the world on solutions to your issues because the world will never, ever give you the answer that God wants you to have. And so make sure that you are that you are surrendering and submitting your life to God when there is an issue. And, again, we all have them. We all will have them. When there is an issue, make sure you call it for what it is. Don't try to sugarcoat it. Don't try to cover it up. Just it is what it is. Get, call it out, deal with it, and move forward so that you guys can continue to become one, that you guys can continue to grow in the Holy Spirit and do what God has called for you to do. And so next week we'll talk on the topic of starting from scratch, and it's basically talking about how we how we were able to start from scratch. Once we um, had the eye opener and once we called it out, we started from scratch. And so next week the topic will be starting from scratch. Montreal is going to close us out in prayer. Thank you all for tuning in, and you have a wonderful day. Before I close out, I want to appreciate. I want to say that we appreciate the callers that that stick with us, as well as the ones that listen online and even the ones that not necessarily listen live but that are on the call faithfully every week. We greatly appreciate it. We do do recognize you. So thank you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for allowing us to be able to come together and just share our experiences with others who may be going through the same things that we may be going through or that we have gone through. Lord, I ask that you are they are able to call out their situations, Lord, and call it out for truth, Lord, so that they may be able to be set free. But I ask that as we continue, that you continue to be in our midst, Lord, continue to help us to have revelation on the things that are in going on in our lives and help us to be able to move forward in a way that is pleasing to you and not to man. Lord, we thank you, we need you, and we love you. We ask that you continue to be with us in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to Embrace Today. You can further connect with Whole House Ministries by viewing our website at www.wholehouseministries.org, liking Whole House Ministries on Facebook, and following at Curry on Twitter. Be blessed and embrace your today.